the fact that we have time to use our imagination, it's almost like we're getting back to the adults being okay being a kid again. Hey, I'm Ronia Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy. And that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Good evening from Switzerland and good morning in America and Canada. We are live again and this is part three of our series. And today we want to focus on our kids and what we can do to support them because all of a sudden their reality changed. So um, I think we, we have to think about them, thank them for their flexibility. And I'm sure we have some awesome different insights from different um, situations with uh, different numbers of kids and circumstances. But first, let's do an introduction round. I go last afterwards, but uh, Darren, go first. You're underneath me in, in our screen squares. Right. Yeah, I'm Darren Barney from Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a different introduction than I normally would do. Um, my daughter um, was born, you know, two and a half months early, and, and some people have heard me tell this story, but uh, um, she was a preemie, and so when we brought her home from the hospital, um, we had just taken her off oxygen and we're starting to the process of, of, you know, getting her used to being at home and these other things. And so um, I woke up about one o'clock in the morning and uh, went in to check on her and, and uh, she had actually stopped breathing and had, uh, had, had was, was starting to die. And I picked her up and I performed mouth to mouth and brought her back to life. And I always um, felt that, uh, that God gave me a second chance with this, this little this little person here. And it changed my life because I realized that uh, I'm going to be held accountable to how I raise my children. And so I'm really excited to talk about the things that I've done in my life to, uh, to help to, to be the best father that I can be. I'm far from perfect, and we'll talk more about things later, but it, this is a really an important topic to me because our kids are everything. I mean, my kids mean the world to me. They're the reason why I'm here upon the earth. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm here today. So thank you, Rania, for letting me be here. So. Wow, thank you so much, Darren. Go ahead, Leanne. Thank you. Good morning. I'm hailing from British Columbia, Canada, and we are finally getting rid of our snow, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> melting quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I am a trauma counselor, mental health worker that um, online focuses with with helping families who have had infants in intensive care units, whether they're premature babies or full terms and have needed some extra care. Uh, Darren and I connected on this at an event almost a year ago and um, really found a really neat connection. And my son was born nine weeks early and children... He's my only one. Um, children to me are our teachers. And he, my sky is definitely a huge, huge, huge reason I am here. So to guide him, and I'm super excited about talking about this today and, and hearing what all of us have to say. So thank you, Rania. <laughs> thank you for being here. Wow, this starts off like a rocket. <laughs> Andy, you can do whatever kind of introduction you want to do. Okay, yeah, I'm Andy. I am from Switzerland originally, and I live right now in Thousand Oaks. We only moved here a few years ago, so certain things are still new for me. But um, my kids grew up in Switzerland, 
and they were born in Switzerland. I have two boys. And um, I was an elementary school teacher over in Switzerland for a long time, for years, many years. And after two, 10 years, I studied special ed. So then I was a special ed teacher. Now I am a German teacher for kids and adults here in California. So I have worked all my life with kids. And I mean, looking back, I chose the profession because of the nature of kids, because I love how they are. I've always loved their honesty. I've always loved their outlook on life. I love how they're vibrant and just curious and just the whole thing about children is wonderful. So I thought, well, I'm an elementary school teacher. When I have kids, that's going to be easy. But <laughs> it turned out to be a completely different story. And as you both said, I mean, um, they taught me so much and they're my teachers and I'm definitely a work in progress and I'm very happy to be here today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have, um, I'm the mother of one daughter. She's nine and my husband is Japanese. He moved to Switzerland um, 17 years ago because of me. <laughs> and um, Mika is, is growing up with two cultures in her heart and mind. I love that. She's super stubborn and has the same head. Do you say hard head in English? No, just just we are we are like crushing or clashing often. And um, she's definitely triggering all the buttons with me. And I I love what you say, but I feel like I'm just an, a nice part-time mother. I can't be around her all the time. It's really, I need space. She needs space. And yeah. we are super like close when we see us, but we don't need to see us all the time. So this is a challenging situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's start right away. Like how is your everyday, what changed for you and your kids and how are you handling this? Because I really admire kids now how they just have to cope. They have no choice. We don't have a choice either. And we have to find the whole system has to like get the, some kind of balance back, but it, everything changed. So who wants mm -hmm. to go first? Uh, I, I'm so excited. I'm going to jump in really quick and then uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be quiet go again. Ahead. But I, this is I, honestly, this has been one of the most enjoyable times of my life. I mean, I know that sounds so strange, but um, right now, what we're doing at the shop is because of um, the, the slowness of our economy, um, we're having to cut our, our time in half. So I work in the morning from 8 until 12.30, and my brother works from 12.30 to 5. So in the afternoon, it's my time with the kids, and I just have been loving it because every day we have something specifically that we're going to do together. I mean, it, it, yesterday we took brakes apart on a bicycle, and I taught them how to rebuild the brakes and how to adjust them properly. And then we went out and went for a bike ride, all of us together. But, I mean, it's something that normally I don't have time to do, right? So I have just loved this because every day we have something intentional that we're doing together with me and my three kids that we're doing stuff together. You know, in the morning I'm working, I'm doing the best I can to provide for my family, and in the afternoon I'm, I'm able to be that dad that I always wanted to be. So, I mean... I just love it. I'm sorry. I know it sounds really twisted to be happy in right now, but I mean, my goodness, what a cool time to be able to be with them. You know, they're not at school and I'm not at work. And so let's, what do you guys want to learn? What do you want to do? So, yeah, sorry. That's, that's something now. I'm really like thinking about, like, can we change up everything afterwards? Like school is not so important, but like, would you, if you could choose Darren, would you cut your work in half in the future too if like we could change oh things goodness. up right yes oh if i could do this every day for the rest of my life i would why why don't you do that there's no reason why not i mean besides having to provide and do all of the other things that i have going on but i think that's i i realized something that life is so much more than what i've been doing and i've been so busy doing chasing dollars and doing the, all the other things that i've been doing that it's like I really enjoy being a dad. It's so much fun to watch my daughter's face light up when so she gets on the bike and the brake doesn't work. And so she's been riding mine and it's all like trashed out. And I'm like, what happened to my bike? And she's like, mine's broken. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, well, dad, you're busy. And I'm like, okay, but let's get your bike fixed. This is simple, you know? And so it started out, we had other things planned for yesterday, but we completely revamped it. And just, I taught them all how to, to maintain a bicycle. Right? So cool. So I mean, 
Awesome. Yes, I love it. I really do. And granted, I know if I had to do this for the rest of my life, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. But right now, it's, it's fun. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, can I interject here? I, My husband and I, about a year and a half ago, we decided to sell the house in the city and where we're living. And we had no idea where we were going. We really didn't have an action plan, but he had come home one day after the highway was backed up and we didn't even have to go over the bridge at the time. And it took him an hour to go like 15 minutes down the road on public transit in the rain, like just miserable conditions. Here at home, he's like, let's get out of here. And I was like, like, where, where are we going, you know? And, and he's like, let's, let's move. Let's really think about leaving the city. And um, so we did. We put the house up for sale. It sold in eight days, oh, my Lord. And then all of a sudden, a reality hit. And so we bought a little used truck and a, and a camping trailer. And we lived in that for five months while we tried to figure out what we were doing. Um, but the point of that was so that we could be a family. What the point was that at the time, Sky was about three and a half, and he was potty trained finally by then, and we wanted to spend time with him. Both of us were like ships passing in the night, and we realized that we were one missing each other, but also missing Sky's life and having him come so early. The fear factor of losing him is so real, like it's still real these five and a half years later. I don't know that that ever goes away as a parent, um, but like Darren is saying, having this time with these new beings here and being able to learn from them because I feel they were just at home, right? A lot closer, a lot sooner than we, we've been and we've had these adult lives. And, and Sky teaches me every day and having this time, it hasn't really shifted for us because we made this kind of shift a year and a half ago to be together as a family. Both my husband and I work from home. I'm the only one that's really back and forth out of the home. But um, it's... Uh, it's magical when you can settle into it. And that's the hard part, is, is giving yourself space to settle into this kind of lifestyle. But now that we've been thrown into it, maybe more of us will <laughs> take off those layers of struggle faster. Who knows? <laughs> that's so interesting. Now I'm, I'm very curious what you say, Andy. How my life has changed, how our life has changed. Well... At first, I have to say, I felt like it wasn't changed. It hadn't changed much because over here, we have so, such long summer vacation. So since we live in California and we live here without grandparents or anybody from the family, I've always been challenged during summer break. And I've talked about this in previous um, episodes that we didn't really have much money for a long time. And so I was always challenged. I couldn't send them to camp during summer to work and have the kids home. So when this happened, I felt like I'm trained for this. I totally got this and I can juggle two things. So now we're in week four and even though things are going well, I do see the challenge of juggling. I would say I probably work from home about four hours and you know I'm trying to keep them busy in a way that they can you know, not be having screen time all day long. but also that I can actually do my work because I have paying clients. I don't want my kids to fight in the background or I don't want to have to go over there because they're trying to kill each other. So that's my challenge, you know, when I work. And then as soon as I'm done working, I really try to help them with their schoolwork. Luckily, I have an, my older son is 11 and he's shown really great support for me that he does his own studies really well and he can help the little one. So it's been a huge um, opportunity for him to step up and I told him at the beginning of this, I said, you kind of have to grow up a little quick right now. I mean, not that you can't be a child, but you really have to support me in this. And I think that's good for him. He's going to be 12 this year, and I can see how he, how he's grown in this situation also. And things that maybe changed is, as you guys said, we're doing things right now that we didn't do before. So because we do have time to go outside, running in front of our house, um, 
they fixed up their bikes. So they, since we live here, like we moved here about five months ago, we have never taken out our bikes. We have never met the neighbors. I mean, that sounds completely crazy, but we moved here. We were just struggling with making money and moving in, and it was just so much. And then they had their football practice in the evening, and now we're going outside in front of our house, and we meet neighbors, and we ride our bike, and it's really beautiful how simple life is really enjoyable right now. And we're just, we just um, started playing the Swiss game Street Racket, and the boys saw it online, and they really loved it. So we've been playing, um, we've been coloring with chalk the field outside, and they're starting to play um, that new game, and they love it. So we have time for things that we didn't have before. Um, and that's really beautiful. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My my daughter was so happy when she knew that she doesn't have to go to school. She really don't like school besides her friends and swimming lesson and sport. It's like so good that I don't have to go. And that's that's now the the challenge to to kind of give her the responsibility of her homework and and step back and support her in a good way because she says I don't do anything or she just she's not interested in all the topics she has to do she's super interested if she she wants to so we have to balance that out and then my husband is Japanese you know like Japanese school system that's no picnic so he comes with the old-fashioned you know what what's that if you was it throwing on Andy I have to check thread, in. Thread. a thread like you will be so dumb and nobody like hello can you please that, yeah, that's not your job it's yeah that's we have to find out like yeah mathematic i i'm a little little concerned that she with three in the third grade she already has the belief that she's not good in math so she's blocking everything but she found a, a website to train the 10 finger system thing what what's that in english like to write on a computer and and she she's five hours fully concentrated on that and and in the flow so i'm really happy that her teachers are not so strict with hours or like that there's really not so much we have to do so yesterday we were at the river we were going by bicycle down to the river and had a picnic and and trained some multiplication things and she did some videos and found a colored stone and just just in the flow but we weren't so busy before that all this started you know we she doesn't do three sports and ballet and music lessons i like to have it like free and spontaneous anyway so and I work from home and this is my office, so it doesn't change so much. But I, I miss my free time, me, <laughs> like just being alone. That's a really big thing for me. I need that. But my, my husband has a restaurant and that's closed now. So we have a lot of family time and that's really, really nice. We love that. Mm -hmm. And we can share the, the today. Our neighbor's kids are over and he cooked um lunch for four kids and they did some gardening i hope so so yeah mm. things are good i yeah i think it's it's okay to say we are happy now darren or leanne or and yeah. like yeah. and i hear it from a lot of other moms from friends that they say you know i like this this is wonderful I don't really need this, what we had before again, the rush. And here a lot of people in Southern California, they are rushed. There's, it's a very busy life here. And, you know, it's also the pushing kids to be better at sport or whatever it is. But parents have been challenged. And I know that a lot of parents right now have a sigh of relief and, and relax and like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, one thing that um, I've been hearing is that it's hard because I have a few different demographics that are um, my clientele. And so some of them that are used to having kids at the daycare and, you know, they go shopping um, to sort of entertain the kids and or they go to the mall and they play in parks or playgrounds and stuff like that. That's not allowed up here. All of the parks are cordoned off and 
<clears throat> I'm sure around the world, um, you're all nodding. So some of the parents have had to learn, um, and actually my husband Scott and I have shared some of the things that we do with Sky because we're used to being at home with Sky quite often. He usually only goes to school, um, he goes to preschool three times a week and only two hours at a time. So that's only six hours in a full week that we're used to not having him around. Um, but we, we use the recycling bin that's cleaned as our toy shop. So my husband has a very incredibly engineering type brain. And so he can see two boxes of cardboard, a piece of string and like an old pipe from like, I don't know, 1982 that his grandfather handed down to him, like from plumbing. And he puts together these toys for Sky, and the the imagination that it takes, and the fact that we have time to use our imagination, it's almost like we're getting back to the adults being okay being a kid again, you know, like fixing bikes and going for walks and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, and yeah, I'll um in the feed here afterwards. I'll post a picture if I can. Um, I don't like showing Sky's face online, but there's something that they created last night while I was in a meeting, and I'm like, you guys, this is absolutely incredible. <laughs> I was just like blown away, but it was like all from the recycle bin. So, uh -huh. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I think that you know what helps out with with me and my family is that we've been doing these monthly reviews. We've been doing it for three years now where I had the kids go through and, and come up with 12 topics um, that they want to talk about every month. Okay. And so what they do is, I mean, they have everything from personal and spiritual to my favorite is adventure, you know? And so we have these 12 topics and adventure is the last one, but it's my favorite because I asked the kids, I said, what would you like to do? You know, if money's not an issue and time's not an issue and everything else, what would you really like to do? And so that's, you know, we, we went to Puerto Rico in, in February, and I was supposed to go as a business trip, but both of my kids had said, Adam got on board later on, but, the, the, but Dylan and Alice, my older two, were like, we really want to go walk on a beach, Dad, an actual ocean beach, and, and go and enjoy the sun. And so, you know, after hearing that for the last year, when everything happened to fall and everything just kind of coincided and it just worked out that they could all go to Puerto Rico with me for business, it was like, Oh my goodness, it worked out. But if you don't know what those little things are that they want to do, I mean, we have one for what they want to do with their future lives, right? What, what they want to do for a profession. So my son wants to work for Tesla. That's his, that's his job. That, that's what he wants to do. So we literally have been emailing Tesla. <laughs> they have even gone and, and asked for a job. And so my son, you know, who started this a year ago, has been emailing Tesla and tell him that he's interested and just wants to know if there's anything he can do to get a job there. And granted, yes, he's 13. But the thing is, we're still taking that step and going forward. You know, when we see an article about Tesla, I think about him, and if it's something I can share with him, I'll share it with him. And we talked about the truck that Tesla's trying to make. And it's just one of the things, though, but if you don't know your kids well enough to know, my daughter wanted to learn about quilting. So one of my customers has a big room. I mean, it's a 2,500 square foot room or something crazy like that that has all these big quilting machines. So she went and spent the day learning how to quilt. Wow. But if we don't take that intention of, of learning about our kids and what their interests are, not my interests. I don't want to learn about quilting. I, that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. It's not me projecting onto her what I want her to learn. It's figuring out what do you want to know. Let's figure it out. And then the doors of opportunity, the Lord, whatever, whatever once again, whatever you believe, they kind of these opportunities open up to you and you're like, oh, I know somebody that can help us with that. Let's go talk to them. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'd love to teach your kids about quilting or whatever it is. You know, but we have to start to take that step to know our kids and what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, and just having the possibility to think of that. I know so many grown-ups in my Joy Academy or Joy Mastermind. I don't know what I want. Ronya, help me with right. finding out. And that's so crazy. We, we unlearn to think about what we want because we're told what to do from, from dawn to, to from sunrise to sunset. It's, it's mm -hmm. crazy. And that's what I really dislike about our school system. And that's why I asked you, Darren, would you continue to do that? It's like homeschooling, but like unschooling because who like uh, all these things we learned at school, come on, we don't need them. We need like, 
like fixing bike brakes teaches us so much more than than like multiplication i do the little easy math on my phone because i can't do this in my head right and it would and be I nice if i could but i don't have to to be a nice uh, human being doing what i love to do yeah and I did, you know, Ronia, what you said about your daughter is really happy about that there is no school right now. I did feel like I read online, you know, a lot of kids are feeling anxious or, or worried or they're missing their school friends. And um, I didn't even ask in the first couple of weeks, my kids, how are you guys feeling about this? And then when I read about it, I'm like, oh, I could, you know, actually go ask them, like, how are you doing? Like, because first it felt, I felt like I need to cope with everything everything calmed down a little and then I felt like okay now how are you guys doing with it and I was surprised to hear that both of my kids said um they're doing great my older son said he absolutely loves it he already knows he wants to be a football player so all he wants to do is play football anyways all day he he is fine with staying at home um my younger one says he's really good he said I'm not scared <laughs> yeah I'm fine and I really believe that but I do believe that <clears throat> I was thinking about it. Um, how can we help the kids, you know, when they have problems or when they're scared? Because I know every child is different. And some sensitive children, they're taking this on right now and they're really worried or they might not express it like that, but you might see it, you know, in maybe temper tantrums or some small situation comes up and they're overwhelmed. Like kids usually show it through different you know different ways mm -hmm. and I was thinking like how would I support my kids it still things can change you know I don't know right now they're feeling fine but you know they might have moments where they don't and for me I think as a parent how I see it is that you the kids usually feel you right so the way you feel they're gonna feel the younger they are the more but even older kids and they hear everything that you say. They hear everything that I talk to my husband about. Like they're actually listening. I can always tell. So it's very important how we take on this challenge right now. What kind of wording we're using and how we feel about it. And I felt like, well, maybe right now my children are okay because I am actually really trying so hard to role model. This will be fine. I am fine. We are fine. I am not scared. I have faith. So when we start as parents to really feel that safety, you know, and really work on it, I'm not saying it's possible every day, but I think that could be a huge support for our kids. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a little story, if I may. Um, when Sky and I were living at my mom and stepdad's, because Scott was in self-quarantine, um, my mom and stepdad are used to having the weather channel on. And so they had it on and we don't have cable, we don't have the TV on really almost ever and Skye was in the living room playing with granddad and, and that TV was on and I guess they have like a little like news feed every now and again but I was in the shower and I came out and Skye really looked concerned about something, you know, he's five and a half and he is one of these sensitive kiddos. He absorbs and he hears and he feels absolutely everything. And he would look concerned and so I sat with him. I said, what's going on, kiddo? And he said, said Mama, is, is the lady with the virus from the TV going to die? Hmm. And I just went, <laughs> I was just like floored because one, I didn't know that it had a news feed. Two, I was like, didn't know that it, the volume was on. Three, like all these things went through my head and all of a sudden I was like, wow, okay. And so I had to talk to him and then, and he knew why we were at grandma and granddad's and stuff like that. But the absorption level on that piece and, and talking to him in like these short, spurts because he's five and his attention span goes to trucks like every two seconds right so but he he was really good in that moment and I said you know what she might and we just have to send her love that she heals from the virus and 
I forget all else of that that I said, but I was lucky to have had a few conversations um, about people passing in our lives before that, like last year, with him. So he understood the concept. He understood that, like our beliefs about them going to heaven and being protected and safe regardless. Um, but it's these types of things that if we have the TV on or the radio or the internet, anything right now, like there is some sort of talk about what's going on and the fear and that energy comes through. I've been recommending to my clients, don't listen or watch the news, don't listen to or watch the news, read it so that you're controlling the energy that comes from the words, mm -hmm. right? Awesome. So that you're not getting the other person's voice and the energy through that. And our kids are probably, I know that they're feeling it. Sky was having nightmares five days before everything closed down here. So, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it's very interesting. And I really feel that it's, you know, our job as parents, how do we respond to it? And what I said before, what words do we choose? So I choose to respond to tell my kids, this is a huge opportunity. Yeah. This is for us and our world, because especially my older one, he learns in school about, you know, the pollution, about where our world is at right now. He's came to me a few times. Why people leave their car running all the time? Why do they do this? Why do they do that? And I have no words for it. I said, I don't know. And now I can say, honestly, well, this is a good time for all of us to my children and talk to them about we can now learn and try to go on differently or try to change certain things. So when I role model to my children that this is a huge opportunity, it's, hor it's a horrible crisis too with lots of losses and sadness. But when I respond to it as an opportunity, my kids will also. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's with everything going on in our lives, like everything and how you talk about it. and. And really, like, I never have, we don't have the TV on ever, too. Like, sometimes streaming a Netflix uh, movie for kids or something. And then we do cinema nights and, and have fun. But, like, this ongoing, and as you say, the voices, like, with a little panic and, and lots of fear and pushing the fear, like, in your face. I can't. I'm, I'm super sensitive of of news anyway I don't even read the newspaper I'm really like and people call me out on this you have to be informed we were talking about that last time or the, or the week before I can't cope with that I have to create my own reality and of course if something happens in my in my um, circle circle I can act and have an action and choose how to react but I can't like the situation in America, or I was talking to Darren before we started in Sri Lanka, they don't have support from from the government. They're just dying because they don't have any money. I can't think about that too much because I can't do anything. So I have to focus on my everyday and that's that's in my circle. And that's with you, you know, it's not only here in my living room, it's 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 international. We can do things, but we, we have and can choose how and that's why I love to talk to you guys so much. It's so uplifting and positive, even though it's a big tragedy and we don't know where, how long this will be. But yeah, we could discuss now for an hour, like, yeah, it's hard. And maybe it's going on for the whole year. Like, what, what's that helping? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate this positive focus, even though some people are, are saying, are you like the, the the um, pink glasses, come on, take them down. You're a grown up now. No, I don't want. <laughs> no, but you know that's that's what I think is so important as as parents, though. That even though we have this time at home, you know, a perfect example. I just shared you guys the story about me working on the brakes. What I didn't share with you is that before that, I had stuff planned for the day. Okay, I had other things that I was going to do, and my three year old keeps saying, "Dad, let's go for a bike ride." And the, the other kids and I are in, engrossed in this other activity that we're doing. And he keeps bothering me. And so finally I get frustrated with him. I said, Adam, in a moment. He's like, Dad, no, now. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go outside. We're going to go for a bike right now, okay? So all of us go out to the garage. And then I'm, I'm upset because my bike is just destroyed. 
you know, it's muddy and, and it's rusty. And I'm like, what happened to my bike? And that's where it led down this whole path of my daughter saying, well, I don't have back brakes and I didn't want to bother you. You know, and it's like all of a sudden it like completely changed everything. And I'm like, oh, I thought I had a, this plan of what I wanted to do with my kids today and what I was going to do to help them to learn things. And it completely changed everything. And it's like, okay, be flexible here. This is a good learning opportunity. Take this opportunity to work with my daughter and help her to understand that she can figure out anything. She has the brain that I have where you look at things and you just can kind of figure out how it works. I don't think about bike brakes. And I told him that. I said, these are a lot different than when I was a kid. I mean, we'll figure it out. No big deal. You've got the, and I told my daughter, I said, you've got the brain to figure this out. Let's figure this out. We'll look at it. And we did. We figured it out. And it, it's probably not 100% correct, but she stops, right? And it works like it should. But I mean, we have to be flexible and we have to be in tune with our kids. Once again, this is a this talk is about focusing on you know how to to make our kids' lives better right now, and we have to be in tune. Last night, my three year old was up at three thirty this morning, and he's he's in there crying in his bedroom. You know, so my wife got up and took care of him. But this morning, as I was in the shower, and he and I, I see the door open, and I see this little head go by, and I kind of look, I open the door up and looked at him, and I go, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Nothing, Dad, just hanging out." And it kind of it pricked my heart a little bit, you know, so that this morning after I got out of the shower, um, I really spent a lot more time with him than I normally do because it was just him and I. So we went and we played trucks together and we just like hung out because he was up last night. He's been sleeping pretty good. And he was up last night and he was really upset about dream or something he had in his head. And it kind of made me feel it's like, stop. It's like, wait a minute here. You know, I know I've got a lot going on today and I need to get all this stuff done before I leave for my half day. I, I took that extra half hour to just, I, we literally laid on his carpet in his room and we played trucks. And I did, I, you know, I have other stuff I needed to do, but right now he's the most important thing in my life at that point. I mean, we have to remember that these are little people. These are little us, you know, they're, they're little people that have feelings and hopes and dreams and, and fears and talking about all these different things that we're all feeling. These little people are feeling them too. Did he tell you what, what was upsetting him? I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it. Honestly, I I didn't think about it. <laughs> As I got to work and I was driving to work, I thought about it. I was like, I wonder what he, if he had to have been upset about some of this stuff because he just doesn't wake up and cry and scream like he was. You know, and mom was the one who consoled him, so I don't even don't know. But I know that I felt today when he came in, I watched his head go by the door and him sitting out there and say nothing, Dad. I knew that I just needed to be a better dad today and just give him just a little one-on-one because he's feeling left out. Older brother and sister's an eight-year gap between them. You know, so older brother and sister get to do all kinds of stuff that this little three-year-old doesn't get to do because he's three. You know, so I don't know. I mean, but I feel like I made my difference today in his world. Whether or not I did, I feel that I did, and that's what's important to me is that I feel like I did something today to make his world a little better. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's yeah. so. It's, you go back to why we're here upon the earth. You know, is to connect with others, and so. I think that as we pay more attention to these little people, though, that we'll feel, we know, we know when we're supposed to do things. It's much easier to look at my phone and get distracted and go Facebook scrolling or Instagram or do all the other things and, and let my brain go on that vacation, but that's not helping anybody out except me. And it's right, again and the think... little things, you know, like playing truck on the carpet, you laying down on the carpet, that means the world to a three-year-old. And now you can't go to Disney, you can't go to the shopping mall and, and all these distractive things. Like it's the basic little things which are beautiful to our kids. And that's, I think that's so nice. Like, oh, we don't need the other stuff. It's extra, it can be fun, but like, like this is enough. I like that. And I think sometimes we know as parents, you know, I mean, not sometimes, I think most often we know what would be the right thing to do. I think. You know, we would think, especially the evening when the kids are in bed and you go over the day and you think, um, okay, I could have reacted different here or I could have done better here. So I think during this time, it's also important that we cut some slack to ourselves that we're just also, if we don't have that day where we're completely like understand our kid or, you know, maybe because we are busy with our own fears sometimes or we're busy with our own worries and that needs space also. So I think it's important that we balance it out because what I've noticed is when I completely suppress my feelings and I, I'm just like, okay, I can keep going and I push down and I push down and I push down my negative feelings. At some point, and I've talked about this before too, it's just going to all explode. So mm -hmm. we need to find as parents that 
balance of absolutely having the um, wanting to be there for our kids as much as possible, but also look for that time where you can be by yourself and you have that time to recharge and you can uh, listen to your own feelings and tune in um, into yourself and ask, how am I doing? What do I need right now? That is just as important. Well, I mean, that is it's key. If we're not healthy ourselves, then how can we pass that health on to our kids, right? So I agree with you completely. I, mean, I think that's very important. And it's not that difficult. My wife and I have done this because last week I was I was stressed mess. And my wife's like, okay, I'm going to go take the kids. We're going to go drive for an hour. You can go up in your music studio and go play music. And she was gone for an hour and a half. But you know what? It helped a lot because I haven't had time to do that because I've always got my little you know, my, my wife calls my little minions around me, you know, we're always doing stuff together, but she physically left the house and went for a drive with them. I know we're not supposed to be out goofing around, but it helped out so much to get them out of the house for me. So I could play music and recharge myself a little bit. You know, we have to do that. We have to take care of ourselves, but we also hold ourselves, have to hold ourselves accountable too, to make sure that we're doing that and not just off in Facebook land and doing our own little lives, not taking care of these little ones too. Yeah. Exactly. Again, the balance. It's the balance of everything. I do a meditation every morning at 6 a.m. Switzerland. Andy is joining me at 10 p.m. California. That's so beautiful. And there are a lot of moms in, in the group doing this meditation with me and say, wow, that's so good for ourselves for, for charging energy. And it's just beautiful. I love to do it. And you. Did you guys hear about the world peace meditation, like mass meditation worldwide from Saturday to Sunday? And it was 4.45, we did it at 4.44, my favorite number. <laughs> and, and 18 people joined us and Mika told me I want to get up too. It was so special. Like it was she's beautiful. Nine. Oh, it was so good. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And after that, we went back to bed because it was Sunday, the only day I don't usually don't do the meditation and I don't have my mastermind group, but um, it was magical. And I think we can do a lot of things now with our kids, which are very special because if there is school, you don't stay up late or you don't get up that early. Why would you? Because you have to do, just do things differently now. like. Who said that? Was that you, Darren? Like, do did we talk about a dinner, a special dinner or something? I I don't know if I mix up them something now. Like pirate dinner, oh. or you know, like today we eat on the floor and uh, with oh, our that's hands. That's cool, but like, no, that wasn't me. That's a great idea. Like, <laughs> just change things up, which are we we eat dinner every night, but we could do it differently. Right. Um, yeah. It reminds ideas. me of what we're talking about of um, a book. I'm. It's classified as a kid's book, but it's an everybody book, and it's called How We Build a Bucket. Can the you say it again? The title, Leanne. Um, have you filled a bucket today? I think okay. is what it's called. Um, or your bucket, or a bucket, I think. And it's just all about how you share you know, glances, it's about, you know, smiling at someone or spending, picking a flower for them. And I know we're social distancing, but we do this, we have to do this inside our own homes too. Even if we're on our own, pick a flower for yourself. We have to remember that filling our own buckets and rejuvenating things for ourselves can help us fill other people's buckets. Because as leaders of the house, you know, kids looking up to us or pets relying on us, we we are the ones that are in charge and like Andy's been saying, you know, the energy aspect of it and just that quality time and playing as an adult guilt-free, like <clears throat> put the thoughts of work aside for even five minutes <laughs> and the kid will feel that, that you're right there with them and you're not thinking about your phone even, you know? <laughs> And what I also thought about lately is um, I remember, you know, when, my, when I had thoughts about how, how are we going to pay the rent or how much money are we going to make? Are we going to be okay? And then I remember always telling myself, 
you, Andy, have a responsibility that this is certain things we can discuss with our children. But I always felt like making the money is something that is my husband and my responsibility. And I do not want my kids to feel that. So I'm talking about this right now because I know there's a lot of financial insecurities in people and people are afraid financially and lost their jobs. And But I think it's important that this part we take on as parents, hopefully we can talk to our spouse about it and hopefully we can share our worries and sorrows with our spouse and make sure that that is not carried over. Because when we are in fear and we're afraid, we're, we tend to be more impatient, we tend to be more angry, we tend to just the negative feelings come up quicker. And it can be, you know, they can be addressed towards our kids. Um, when I'm worried, when I'm stressed and my kids are loud next to me, I might yell quicker at my kids or anything like that. So I think it's really important right now that we don't take out financial worries and financial stress on our kids to be very aware when we're worried about money, that we try to deal with this with ourselves and our husbands and our friends and our families, you know, talking to them maybe online. Because what I know is that we pass on our money stories for the whole, for our whole life. So if um, my kids would grow up and always feel like, oh, my parents never had enough money, they're always struggling, they were always fighting about money. Money is bad because my parents were always fighting about it. These are relief systems that the kids will have and they will have to work through them later on in life. And I think it's important, again, we're not perfect and it's fine to make mistakes, but we have to be aware how we are meeting this subject in front of our kids. I think we've got to be perfectly honest with them. Our kids know exactly where we're at right now. And I, I understand that I'm going to get flack for that. But when my kids understand why I am short with them or frustrated with them or my, my wife and I were having a discussion last week, and enough that we actually went in the other room, and my three-year-old, once again, first thing in the morning, he comes in in tears, and he says, Dad, I'm really sorry that I caused you and Mom to, to fight. Aww. And I just said, Adam, it's okay, buddy. I said, we were just having a discussion. We weren't yelling. He says, well, you went in the other room. And I said, yeah, we did. But, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to make everything work, how to, mm -hmm. to put all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. But, but that's a different to... approach. You do this very calmly, you know. You're not yet, you're not taking it out on them. You are letting them know what's going on. I think that's perfect. I was talking more about you cannot let your negative feeling out towards your kids, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. yeah, but hiding from honesty... you know, hiding things from them, we just gotta be careful because they know, they can feel it. They're in the house with you, they know you. Mm -hmm. They came from you, you know, and I don't know, once again I just I kind of feel that I need to be really honest and open with my kids as much as I can about everything that I can because they have questions and if they feel they can't, if dad hides stuff from them, then I, I then they're going to hide stuff from me and I'd much rather them come and talk to me about anything that we need to talk about as difficult as it sometimes can be. Yeah, but it, it matters how you talk, you know, like I, I told my daughter that my business was completely down in March and she said she made a comment about something else, but I said no you see we have our home we are safe like like putting it putting it in perspective like or she said like are we poor now or said no 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 we are so rich look around and and then i i also um like pointed out to to non-materialistic things you know like the abundance of love and friends and 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 then she was complete like thinking of it like yeah that's so true and i think then we put the perspective and the balance back, but we can talk about serious things, serious topics, but I totally get what you say, Andy, like, just like, we don't have money. And, and then if a kid feels guilty or some kind of, it's because of me or I need so much money, that's where the super, even, even traumatic, uh, yeah, situations occur. But that's not what you're doing there, and you're like, mm -hmm. like. No, honesty is super important. And I remember when my parents started fighting, and I was a child before they got divorced. They were always fighting in the basement, so we would never see anything. But when they were fighting, they went away, and they were fighting in the basement. But it's what you said there, and I mean, of course we knew. We were listening at the door. We were afraid. What's going on? So while I understand why my parents did that, now I can see it from a parent's view. I can also see, no, it's important that we do talk about it openly with the kids, that we say, this is um, our problem right now, but, you know, 
I would tell my kids, this is mom's and dad's problem. You don't have to take this on. We're going to take care of it. Yeah. And the, the basics are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like I told my kids, you know, it's okay. Well, I don't know what the future holds for any of us. You know, we have a big business and a huge building and all these employees, and I don't know where, what's going to happen. I don't. But it's okay. It will all work out, and we're going to work through it together. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll make sure you got food, and everything will work out just like it's supposed to. But I don't know how yep. we're going to make all those pieces work. But it will work, and it's okay. If I went into him and said, oh, my goodness, your ship's on fire. We're all going to die. Yep. You know, and I know that's not what you're saying, but it's like, as no, a leader, but, I mean, yep. you know, we have to go in and be confident. It's like, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's okay. We'll yep. continue taking steps forward every day, and it's okay. It'll work out. And just the feeling that you just, when you said that, I got this feeling, and you're not my dad, but I got this feeling of safety. The way you just worded it, you know, it's going to be okay. I'll take care of it. That's good for a child to hear. It's good. That's what they need. So they need the safety. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's again the same topic like with the news, you know, like blocking out the things which go directly into the soul and subconscious and, and this fear of not being okay, that's the worst thing in any situation. I mean we could we could worry about a thousand things in any minute as we are alive. There there are terrible things happen out of coincidence or destiny all the time so we could be worried or we just focus on no it's okay and we will figure it out i think that's the best thing ever in any situation to teach a child like if you have a problem you just um, acknowledge your feeling and then let's figure it out that's that's for problems but also for tricky things that's something my my father especially gave my sister and 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 me on in into our lives like you can figure out anything that's that's just like the trust and we we are we were so self-confident in like building things we built a house in our garden and and of course we did and it's still standing there like 35 years later and it's still stable that's a house we built with our father you know like this feeling this trusty feeling in in yourself that we can figure out the next step and we can do that that's just brilliant in any situation. Um, yeah, and you're doing that, Darren, and I think we all do that, and that's so valuable. And we can start doing that by choosing to do it from today or tomorrow. Like, oh wow, let's 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 take care of <clears throat> take care of what what now? Yeah, we do a a, a final round, like the perfect advice for. <clears throat> People who were doing this kind of like we were talking or completely different and they're inspired now. What's your advice to start from tomorrow or today, Darren? Um, If anybody's interested, let me know and I will gladly share with you the information that I have that I've been doing with my kids for three years now, the monthly reviews. We do it on the first Sunday of the month and it takes about 20 minutes per kid. Even my three-year-old, I do it with him. It's not 20 minutes with him, but it's still, we go through and we talk about things. But I'll gladly share it with you, and it's very simple, and you take it make it your own, and you just go through, and there's 12 different areas, and you can do as many as you want. Some people just do four. Um, I found with our family, we like 12 because there's individual things that, one of them is future mate, and, you know, what, what you want out of your future spouse and what kind of perfect spouse you'd want to be. And so we have little topics like that, and I'll gladly share it if anybody's interested in it and what we do. So, um, but... I am. The biggest thing is, <laughs> Me yeah, too. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, I said, and it's easy. I'll just email it and just take it, make it, you know, take it and adapt it to what you guys do. But, uh, yeah. So do that monthly. Say, so. That's your, that's yeah. your advice. I would. I mean, you can start right now. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. It's just my kids know. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because they're, you know, like I said, we've been doing this for three years now. So they'll come to me and it's like, dad, we're we doing our monthly, our, our monthly review, our monthly reviews today. And I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> you, know, sometimes you don't feel like doing it, but the best part is they hold me accountable. And so then, mm-hmm. you know, we swap off and, and we have, we, we also do, I have them each reading books, like how to win friends and influence people, um, thinking big. Um, there's a bunch of books that we're reading and each one of them have each month they're supposed to read a chapter and then report to me about what they learned on that chapter. So, I mean, you can make it fun and that's just things that we found we like to do, you know, cause I know that there's certain books that I want them to read that'll help them. So you can really do whatever you want, but if they know that they've got 20 minutes of your time 
it's so priceless because we talk about all kinds of different things and they both look forward to it. And it's honestly one of my favorite memories of the last three years is those, those Sunday activities with my kids where it's just, just him, them and me, just, just one of them and me sitting together talking about things that are going on in their world. No distractions, no other kids in the room. It's just, just one-on-one time. And it's set aside for them. So, Wonderful. Yeah. And now you have all this extra time. And maybe right. you will change yeah. up your life in the future after, after yeah. this period. Right now is probably not the best time to do that because everybody wants to strangle their kids because they're with them all the time right now. Right? <laughs> But <laughs> when everything gets back to, you know, we get out of this quarantine stuff and we start moving forward, it's really a good habit to do because they're people. And I don't know. I really believe we're going to be held accountable for how we raise our kids. I, mean, I know I will be, and I think that we all will be. So I got to make the most of that because I don't want to, yeah, <laughs> I'll be the best I can. So, but, yeah. Leanne. Um, I think wherever you are, um, wherever you feel your headspace is right now as being a parent, be gentle with yourself. And if you are inspired by anything we've said or by something you've read or seen elsewhere and you're moved to make a change, follow that feeling. Be aware of the fact that the small things make a big difference, just as we're saying. Playing on the carpet trucks for five minutes is beautiful, precious time to that three-year-old or my five-year-old. They feel it. So small baby steps are going to last a lot longer than huge big leaps right now because we need to start different routines. So wherever you feel like you need to make a change, like taking dinner and taking it from the kitchen table or in front of the TV and putting it on a blanket in the living room, on the floor, even in the middle of the kitchen floor, And all of a sudden you're having a picnic in your apartment. Like that is a beautiful shift in energy to show the kids that you're not always cranky and you're not always worried about money and, and you don't always have to be in the kitchen or cleaning or, you know, something like that. So allow yourself some gentleness and ease. <laughs> Thank you. And I think I would go back to what we said um, earlier, I think really try hard to be the safety ha haven for your children right now. You are, yeah, the way you are and how you carry yourself and what you believe in, the kids feel it. So I think for kids it's really important right now to feel safe within the little world, within the little family, just to feel that you're strong, you're safe, that you try as much as you can. I know and we don't, we're not always able to do this, but just, I think for kids right now, it's very beautiful to feel safe in their family right now. At the same time, try to be honest. I mean, that's one for me to work on that. Be honest about your feelings to your kids. And so those two, to balance those two aspects, I think that would be my advice for myself and others right now for me as i told you like i like to be a part of from my kid for for a piece of the day that's when i'm at my best but like waking up and going to sleep that's that's holy time for me and now the waking up is not so i i had to wake her up when she had to go to school and we had really a lot of time and snuggling and even story time it was I took a lot of time for that and for getting to sleep. She loves when I stay with her until she's asleep. And that's like magical time at the beginning of the day and very gentle and harmonious. And for me, that's the, the frame of a day. It can be anything in this day, but like the start and the end is very gentle and, and full of love. And that makes you like invincible the whole day. So if you of any kind can Take the time to stay with your kids, even if there are nightmares or things like that. That's super helpful, I think. To don't like tell them yell and go back to bed. You have to be asleep now. Like, no, come on. You could hold hands until she or he is asleep. That would be maybe the best memory of this crazy time. At yeah, just 
doing that. And it's just half an hour or maybe an hour, but it's very, very well um, used, I think. So that's my kind of wisdom. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you so well, thank you, much. Anya. Time is just flying by with, by talking to you. Thank you so much. We will figure out if, if there is a, a episode four, but um, I think we have we have more to talk about. So you will find out on this channel. And thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful time and take good care of yourself. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you and it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway and maybe it sparked some idea you really are surprised to to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life and please tell me about it i would love to hear from you my contact details you will find them in the show notes have a wonderful day